Hello, everyone. Welcome to the No Vision Internet Radio. Well, we're one week away from Christmas, folks. One week. Well, today we're going to be talking about various items or issues that impact people with a visual impairment. And uh, it's going to be interesting. But before, you know, before I go any further, I want to introduce my two co-hosts, which is Jesus Bautista and Ms. Hema. I'm going to mess up your last name, ma'am. I do apologize. Cisneros, I believe. I think I'm saying that wrong, but... Anyways, uh, can you go ahead and introduce yourself, please? Yes, Gemma, welcome to our program. Muy bienvenida a nuestro programa. Boy, I'm getting tongue twisted now. Um, glad to, to have Gemma uh, here with us to, tonight. Gemma? Hi. Hi, everybody. Good night. Um, good evening. Thank you, everybody, for being here. George, Mr. Bautista, thank you for inviting me. And I'm gonna start charging people. If I just charge one dollar for every time a, a person misspell my name, I will be rich now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that, ma'am. Because it's Nettles and there's Sis Nettles and there's. So I'm, I do apologize, ma'am. <laughs> you, you know he's having he has uh, he's having problem with the, your last name. I was having problem with your first name, so. <laughs> <laughs> So basically, like we said, we're going to be talking about the different aspects when it comes to you know people living with a visual impairment, and, and those who are listening, you know, we wanted to make sure that we bring that message to you that you know what, um, you know, if you're if you're newly blind or you got blind to a disease or disability or like you know diabetes, you're not alone. You're not alone. Don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, so, but before I go any further, um, Mr. Bautista. Let me ask you this question, both of you. When it comes to to Christmas, how does it feel to be? I mean, because I've been in the in the sighted world, and now I'm in the you know I'm visually impaired, so it, it changes my aspect of of Christmas, like you know the Christmas tree and the lights and so on. So, how how does it for both of you? How does it has it changed for you? Or is it the same or? Well, I have to tell you that I, I live on on back memories, and 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 I like that because uh, I had some real good experiences growing up. And you know, at home, my mom used to have a, a Christmas tree. Uh, you know, she she didn't like the the the, the 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 fake Christmas tree. She wanted a real Christmas tree, and so she always you know did that. And the, the lights, uh, you know. So and, and I used to come down to the Plaza de los Lagartos, and when I was a paper boy, I used to they used to decorated real well every every year so i have real good fond memories and um i don't even look back to, to you know to to what now that i'm blind you know because um i, I live with, with those memories I, I like those memories and uh, uh the gift exchanging and all that you know we've always had that so it doesn't matter it, it, it doesn't affect me because of my vision you know because of okay. my vision how about you miss emma no, just like Mr. Bautista, I, I I have a lot of memories. I just uh, lost my sight like six years ago, so um, all of the memories are still like fresh in my brain. And um, you know the cooking when we're cooking, the smells and and everything. And then um, I hug people a lot, my kids, my my parents, my brother, my sister. So no, it is it's amazing. It's um. I think it's the same. Well, we, let me ask you. The, we, we, have the, we still go with the tamales and the 
and also by Pias and I mean in the menudo I mean when, when we get together we don't get together as much anymore because of course we you know our kids have, have, have are gone my, my kids anyway they're they're gone pretty much but we still you know we still celebrate with the menudo and the and the tamales and that and when they come over you know we we exchange our, our gifts or whatever and have some you know some menudo and tamales it's still, it's still the same yeah, it's the same. Yeah. So, by the way, folks, if you this is you want to be interactive, so if anyone who's listening wants to call in, ask a question, provide a comment, uh, the number is 1-800-219-6663. That's 1-800-219-6663. And due to time restraints, uh, we'll just ask you if you could just you know, provide a comment or a question, and, and then we'll respond to it, um, you know, all of us at one time. But again, 1-800-219-6663. So, I wanted to ask you this, Ms. Hammond, before we go further, um, it's kind of interesting because, you, you know, like myself, when I was younger, my vision was twenty forty at the best. And then, of course, little by little, I lost my, my vision. And then Mr. Bautista was, had, for me, in other words, me and Mr. Bautista have always had a visual impairment since birth. And for you, was it a big change going from when you lost your vision? Yeah, actually, it was. Um, and it happened on a Sunday. I was driving to church with my kids. And then on my way there, I suddenly realized that I couldn't see the lines or the or the sidewalk on, and everything. So that's how it happened for me. And of course, at the beginning was uh, a little challenging, scary, but now not not at all. I feel blessed uh, being blind and being in this country. Mm. So basically, what we were trying to tell people is. It, it, you know, whatever happens to you, how you've lost your vision, or you're born with your vision loss, there's ways to adapt to it, folks. There's ways to, to, like I said, talk to people. If you feel distressed, you feel whatever, suicidal, you feel anything, reach out to people, let them know, you know what? I, I'm having a hard time dealing with this. I, like I told people in the first show, it happened to me when I lost my vision. Because I could see, like I said, 2040, and then, <coughs> to where I, you know, only see shadows. Yeah, I, you know, so suicide came into my mind. I went to therapy, and but like I said, just go out there and talk to people, and you know, I'm having issues. And anyway, folks, take advantage of tools that are out there to help us. And I want to talk about two tools real, real, real quick, or resources, real, before we start our discussion, uh, just to give everybody a, like a little more context that there's more resources out there. Uh, one of them that I've used, and actually, Mr. Me and Mr. Bautista, I don't know if you use used it, Miss Hema, is called Microsoft Tech Support. Have you ever used it for your computer? No. Okay. So the way it works is you call in the remote into your computer. And, but, but you know what? Before I even give you more description, we'll go ahead and play the, the audio. Microsoft Disability Answer Desk title screen. Two men communicating in ASL sit on green chairs in a living room with a Surface Book nearby. Hi, I'm Ryan. And I'm Ben. And we work on the Microsoft Disability Answer Desk team. We're back today to talk to you about your holiday shopping and to make sure you know how to contact us if you need help setting up that new laptop running Windows 10. So, there's three things we want you to know. One, our team can help answer any technical questions you have about Windows or Office. Two, we can help using ASL. And three, our support is free. Ben uses the Surface Pen with the Surface Book. Exactly! So if you go out and buy an amazing Surface Book, for example, and want help customizing your settings or installing software, we're here to help, at no cost. If you have a video phone, 
Use 503-427-1234 to connect with one of us. Or you can visit our website at aka.ms forward slash accessibility support for other contact details. Happy Holidays! Microsoft logo in high contrast, sign language, Braille, and the standard Microsoft logo. Disability Answer Desk. Folks, I'm telling you, it's 1-800-936-5900. 1-800-936-5900. Folks, I mean, they spend hours and hours. On, I've used them for many, many years. It's free. And it's, it's you know, reputable. It's not like a scam. And you, know, you call in and do stuff Monday to Friday from 7 a.m. to 11 p.m. And then on the weekends, of course, it's from 7 a.m. to to, I'm sorry, yeah, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And yeah, I said, just and George, you know, I, I, I'd like to indicate also that I use it a lot, just like you do, because, we, you know, we we don't have answers to everything. And instead of uh, struggling, you call them up and you ask them, you know, I, I'm having trouble with my with my uh, drives or I'm having trouble with my, you know, my computer. It doesn't, it's not uh, giving me the, the movement or whatever that I need. And they're real good about it, you know. They'll they'll come in and they'll sit. They'll take over your computer, and uh, and then and they'll be working on what you need them to work on, and then they'll re- release you, and then you know, you're on your way. Yeah, because you know? sometimes you know, you, you know those who use Windows, sometimes when you there's there's buttons or a pop up on the window that we don't see because Jaws, but yeah, they'll, they'll say, oh no, it's, you know, it's, it's this because of this. And I'm telling you, folks, you know, like I said, use those tools. You know, I know it's frustrating sometimes. You know, being visually impaired, you're like, crap, I can't do this, I can't do that. But, you know, just like I said. And another one, real fast, folks, I'm going to talk about. This is <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> hint, hint, uh, McDonald's. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, right. Okay. Uh, Mr. Bautista laughing because I like McDonald's. <laughs> um, well, McDonald's, folks, actually, to Freedom Scientific, um, they, McDonald's uh, reached, reached or sent out a message regarding they have now accessible kiosks. What that means is you can actually order your your meal to a kiosk. It's accessible. It kind of sounds like series in the back. Well, you, well, let me see. I'll go ahead and play the audio. You you let you let me know. Freedom Scientific, a Vespero brand. Now for a demonstration of how to operate a McDonald's kiosk with audio navigation. First the guest will need to make sure to bring a pair of headphones with a standard 3.5 millimeter jack. When they arrive at the kiosk, they will locate the audio jack input near the navigation pad where they can then connect their headphones. At this point, the guest will hear a welcome prompt with additional instructions on how to use audio navigation to order. Welcome to McDonald's. The keypad on this kiosk has four arrow keys, a key with a circle on it in the middle of the arrow keys, and a square information key next to the headphone jack. Welcome to McDonald's. Press the right arrow key to move to the next item or the down arrow key to move to the next section. The guest can use the navigation pad to explore the kiosk menu or the large touchscreen interface on the kiosk by swiping left, right, up, or down, and double tapping to make a selection. When they are ready to place an order, the kiosk will prompt the guest with audible confirmations and additional questions. Complete order. Where would you like to check out? Right here, credit only. Please follow the instructions on the pin pad. If paying with a card, they can complete their order with the convenient pin pad next to the navigation pad. 
Otherwise, if the guest would like to pay with cash, the kiosk will instruct them to take their receipt to the cashier at the counter. Please take your receipt to the counter to complete payment. Your receipt will print to the right of the payment terminal or to the left under the navigation keypad. Thank you. Welcome to McDonald's. This has been a demonstration of how to operate a McDonald's kiosk with audio navigation. Tell you what, folks, <laughs> I want to take advantage of that. That's for darn sure. That's the first well, one for me, George. I didn't know they had that. Yeah, that's just pretty neat. It's, uh, it's, it might make things more accessible for everybody, right, Ms. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, the this question, folks, and, you know, we, we want to be, you know, tell our story. I, you know, some people might, like, cringe, like, ugh, you know, but people need to hear this, you know, regarding the challenges to, to come or overcome those challenges when it comes to visual impairment. And what we want to talk about is, is two things, employment. And, and, and number two, I, I want him, um, if she could, uh, to talk about the perspective or, or how it is for a, a woman to, to live with a visual impairment. Because I know me and, Ms., me and Mr. Bautista, we have different experiences. Our attitudes are different. But when it comes to a woman I'm from shopping to going to, you know, anything, uh, we want to talk about that, too. Like I said, you want to give your comment or, or question, one 800 219-6663. But let's go ahead and talk about employment first, folks. Um, unfortunately, uh, this is, hopefully it's not a long discussion, but perception from the employers would really help hinders us to get a job. Thankfully, I am employed. Uh, uh, and Mr. Bautista is retired. And Ms. Hema at one time was employed too. But let me start with you, Ms. Hema. What, what's your experience when it comes to employment? Now, now that you are visually impaired, is it harder to get a job now? It is, um, and you will be surprised. We're in 2021, and there's still um, a lot of, uh, let's say, discrimination out there. Um, people think that because we can't see, we are not able to to perform uh, the task in the job or to learn, and that is completely uh, like misunderstanding what it is is they think because we're blind we're either dumb or my experience or deaf <clears throat> they start yelling at you i'm like what are they i'm not you know i'm, I'm visually impaired not not well, uh not deaf. Part of it, george is because there we all have prejudices and a lot of a, a lot of the prejudice that that people grow up with um turn into perceptions because then you know they what they say is well you know We've always known that blind people are dumb or they're less than. I mean, it's, it's no different than when, they, when whites discriminate against blacks or brown because of their color. They just discriminate. But, but they have this prejudice that, you know, uh, ahead of themselves that uh, block their minds from, you know, giving people the opportunity or the chance to, uh, for employment. You know, it's like, uh, like Hema says, you know, they, uh, they right off the bat, You've got three strikes going against you. You're brown, you're blind, and you're dumb. Yeah, well, that, that's the way they see it, you know. That, that's the bad thing about it. That's the, the perce perception. Is, that's what hinders us to become fully employed. When I mean fully employed, folks, not this, you know, work for $7 in a factory for 10 years. Uh, and, you know, and I'm not, not going to name the names of the company, but, uh, you know, I know of a company uh, where we live that employs people with disabilities. However, 
you know, you can work there for 15 years, folks, and literally work for minimum wage. And then I'm like, wow, that's that's absurd. But the point is, is that it's up to us too to change that perception. Be an example, not not not, not don't be an inspiration, but be an example. And uh, but I don't know if you if you wanted to talk about this, Miss Emma. I don't want to put you on the spot, but did you have a a, a recent incident when it came to employment? I did. Um, I applied to a big company, and uh, I was hired. In uh, I was hired with a like two and a half times the minimum wage right now. So my my story is this: I applied like everybody in a website using a software that we all, we blind people use, the JAWS software. And I applied. I I got contact and I was asked to apply directly with the company, so I did it. And then I was required to complete some assessments, and I did. And then I I they moved me to the next step, so I got an interview. And I passed the interview just like everybody else. So uh, the day of the interview, I asked the employer, do you have experience hiring blind people? They said, yes, we do. Not here in El Paso, but we do in another place. So, and I also talked to them about JAWS. Uh, and they checked, they said they were gonna check their compatibility with their system. So like two weeks after, they reached back and said that the system was totally compatible. And so I was ready to start and they had me waiting to start for like three months because uh, they were saying that the split headset that I needed, it was not here yet. So finally I got to start in October and after being there for a week, uh, it came out that I had a little bit of trouble with the compatibility because my software was not reading me like some stuff on the screen. And I asked them to to let my uh, assistive technology specialist person to go in and help me fix those issues. And I was denied. So people from Texas Workforce also offered to help with the compatibility and um, they were denied too. So after one week of being there, uh, I was uh, called to the conference room and I was told that it was not point for me to continue with my training uh, because their system was not compatible. So I, I told them that that was that not my, you know, that was not on my side because I asked since the beginning and they said that there was nothing that they could do and just like that, they uh, because I am blind, of course, I can't drive. They requested an Uber for me, and they sent me home. Wow. And as you can imagine, I, I was devastated because they don't understand that we are able to do stuff like anybody else. And, exactly. But, but they don't let us. They don't let us. Exactly. And that's, that's, that's unfortunately, people, um, you heard it right. You heard it right. They fired her because... Jobs were not compatible with their application, their their environment, and unfortunately, it, same thing happened to me many many years ago. We had to go to court. Basically, the same thing with me, Miss Emma. They walked me into the main office, and they even had security behind me, and they said, "Well, Mister Mister we're gonna let you go." I'm like, "What? What?" And I came on time. You know, I I you know, never miss work, and, and yeah, but Jaws. I'm like, "Well, what did I do?" 
What did I do to to fire to, to terminate me? They're like nothing, and they they still they let me go, and that's that's the sad thing about it that you know. We, we want to work, like Miss Hema, she wants to go out there in the workforce, but, you know, there's all these things, so, but, the thing is, folks, is Hema, this is a learning lesson, right? I mean, it's a life lesson, actually, and maybe next time when applying for another job, those questions will be asked before they hire you, you know what I mean, or anybody that has a visual impairment, you know? But, you know, George, uh, and this uh, this is the one thing that I've been, uh, uh, the, the one, one issue that has really been on my mind is that uh, it was really easy and s simple to terminate her, but you know, Josh hasn't been held accountable for that. If if if, if it's a Josh problem, Josh needs to correct it, and the law says they have to correct it, and 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 this, the law also says that the the employee employer that uh, terminated her that they needed to um, you know correct the problem. Or you make made a make a, a real honest effort, and neither one has has done anything, and therefore we remain in the same situation. All blind people are going to be in the same situation another twenty, thirty. Uh, you know, because I I started working twenty five, thirty years ago with Jaws, and I'm, I'm still the same. Nothing has changed. They've improved the program for for us in in certain aspects, but the employment factor is. It remains the same, none. And I give you right because I mean, you know, it goes both ways, I guess, folks. You know, <clears throat> you know, Freedom Scientific, the developer, and the employers, you know, in each part of the, the U.S., you know, wherever you're at, Miss, Miss Massachusetts or New York or California, you know, they all have rehab rehabilitations uh, uh, um, uh, agencies, and you know, they should you know collaborate with with Jaws and say, okay, guys, this or Freedom Scientific. And this, this approach these employers and say, okay, how can we fix this? How can we make it more um, accessible to to improve employment? Because believe it or not, folks, you probably already know this. I'm probably preaching to the to the choir. But seventy percent of people who are blind, seventy if not higher, are unemployed. That's that's if that was in the general public, we would be in a great depression, folks. Honestly, and, and it's a shame though, George, because um, uh, I I venture to say that. If Jaws took the time, or this other employer took the time to go and send their engineers or talk to their engineers, they could fix that problem. Look, we've been to the to the moon. We've, we're up there in space every other day now, and um, the technology is so sophisticated. I can't believe that they can't fix a small problem like that. Like you know, you were indicating that the maps on the on the program that the 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 uh, transportation system uses that they don't, they can't record the, uh, the jaws can't, you know, read it. That's, that shouldn't be a big problem. Sh you know, the thing is that they don't want to spend money to help, to help people with disabilities to get jobs. You know, I mean, think about the thousands of jobs that would be available to us if these people just went ahead and tried to, you know, get that situation fixed so that, Blind people, you know, we're good on the computer. Yep. You know, yep. all of us are good on the computer. And but the thing is, you know, folks, that's you know, that's that's why you know this kind of program. We want to start those conversations, have that dialogue. You know, like I say, you you know, want to call in? That's fine. One eight hundred two one nine six 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 three, and and give your comments, give your questions, what you think, uh, because you know, we don't have all the answers. We don't have all the answers, but still, that's a, that's somewhere to start. 
somewhere to start to say, you know what, we need, we need, we need you know, Freedom Scientific to step in, you know, and participate with in discussions. So, but at the end of the day, folks, it's, it's up to us to advocate. You know, and I, I know Pema, Pema's a very good advocate, so it's not like she was kept quiet. Because I know in the, in the background stuff that we know about me and Mr. Bautista, you know, she was very active in trying to get keep her, her employment. But what can you do? If they say no, nope, no, no, because you're blind, oh well. You know, and that's not right. It's, that's, that's not, you know, if also, like Mr. Bautista said, it was happens to anybody else in the general public. If you're a female, oh, we're, we're going to let you go because you're a female. You don't think to hit the news? You don't think that would be in the news, like CNN and all that stuff, because someone got uh, laid off because they're female, you know? Or, oh, because you're, you're gender, uh, transgender or you're gay or you're white or you're black. Or, but we're, we're still classification, folks. We still have rights. And we should, you know, advocate you know, for, for other people, too. Because I know Ms. Hamlet, she told me, Mr. Bautista, she's going to push it because she wants to improve the, the chance for someone else getting employed. Right, Ms. Hamlet? Yes. Correct. And that's what I'm saying. And so, with that discussion, folks, like I said, um, just if you feel that you uh, were terminated wrongly, fight it. Don't just sit there and say, oh, well, I guess I'll go, you know, whatever. No, well, no. It's, you know, it and, and could be up to, to Talk to somebody, uh, Georgia. You know, tell somebody about that. Look, I, uh, I've gone, I've talked to you about such and such, and you said, hey, you know, there's this, this, there's this place that you can call or this are this agency that you can call. We we need to share and we need to communicate with each other and and tell each like for instance, uh, you know there the, you can if your printer's not working you can call and you and you're using Microsoft. There's a, an accessibility number that you can call and they will help you set up your your uh, printer. We just need to know wh where to call, who to call, and who to talk to. A lot of it is just because we don't know and. Um, we're afraid. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Mr. Bosco, you hit it around the nail. Honestly, you said it perfectly. We don't know. And sometimes like, we find out, like, oh, wow, okay, that was there. I didn't know that. Or, or like that Microsoft accessibility before I, I knew about it, I was you know, banging my head against the wall. I'm like, I can't do this. And, but once I found out, you know, not, no, the, word, the door has opened for me, like, wow, I, you know, I could do more stuff with my computer now. You know, of course, there's limitations because of technology and jobs and not be able to be accessible. But what it is, I guess what I'm trying to say is find a way, folks. Look on your, you know, go to Google or, or ask friends. Talk, people, talk. I know this is hard. It's stressful sometimes being blind or vision impaired. But at the end of the day, folks, it didn't hurt to just talk to your friends, your husband and wife, your, talk to your dog. Mm, just, talk to your counselors. Or your you know. counselor, too. I mean, talk to your counselors and just let it out. Don't hold it in. Don't be, you know, uh, uh, don't have uh, low self-esteem. Because it's not your fault. It's not a bad thing, folks. See, like really I used isn't. to, I used to think, George, that the uh, the, the now they call them themselves um, the works workforce, Texas workforce. Um, I used to think that you know th th there was uh, certain things that they they would do for you, and, and that was it. But you know, they they they're supposed to be looking for employment for you. They're supposed to be checking with uh, to see if uh, the employer uh, has. Uh, the, the accessible accessible uh, means for for the individual, so you, you need to ask them. You need to hey, did you check on this? Because I I was asked. You know, they had a job for me, um, running a, a cash register, and I said, okay, well, how am I supposed to to do this? I'm blind. Um, 
does the register have voice? And, and the counselor actually didn't even know that. Oh, I bet you, Mr. Bautista, I bet you, I don't know if Ms. Hema, I don't have a degree. I know, I know Mr. Bautista does. I don't know if you do, Ms. Hema, but I know, I guarantee this. If Mr. Bautista was to go apply for a job right now, I bet you they look at him, oh, he's blind. But they don't see that he has a bachelor's degree, that he was an educator for 35 years, with special education. They don't see that. They see the white cane uh, and right away, oh, no, 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 they, like me. They're, they're going to see me, but they don't see that uh, I was at the U.S. Department of Labor and then the workforce and now the Texas Attorney General. They don't see that. And that's what I mean. It's up to us folks to say, okay, you know what? This is what I could do. Let me try, at least. You know, don't look at my disability. Look at my, look at, don't look at my limitations. Look at my abilities. That's all I ask. Okay, and if I can't do it, I can't do it. Okay, that's fine. You know, talking about not being able to do it, I want to transition to this next uh, topic. Uh, when it comes to the, the challenges between uh, a male and a female when it comes to blindness or, or visual impairment. Uh, and the reason I say blindness or visual impairment because I've come to understand there's two different things. People interpret it different ways. I, 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 I say either you're blind or you're not blind. It's not you're pregnant or you're not pregnant. It's not a halfway deal. But some people say low vision and some people say blindness. So visual impairment kind of falls in, that, in between. But anyways, when it comes to the challenges or, or, or what's a good word to use folks Mr. Bautista and him challenge is a good word I don't yeah. want to make it seem like it's a, a bad thing but you know it's, it's, it's got to be a challenge like uh, you, you mentioned you're either blind, blind or you're not well I, I always felt like I was in the middle I couldn't see far enough yet I could see a, a little bit but not enough to make a difference so you're caught in the middle to where you, for instance you get a book and, and you're visually impaired you can't read it at the same uh, pace or the, from the same um, um, space that a blind, a, a vision, a normal person can. So you either bring it up to your nose, and then you can't. You know, you're you're obstructing yourself, or you can't. So you know, I, I could never read uh, um, small print uh, because I I'd have to put it you know straight up to my face, and that's you know as you're growing up, it's embarrassing. You're not gonna do it. Well, I think more of this is stressful for your neck and your, you know, just having your, because I, I remember when I could see small print and then eventually I started seeing a large print. It just, it, you know, just having that book in front of you holding it it's, it's, or using a magnifier or, or, or zoom text, it, after a while it gets tired, just your eyes, you know, especially your low vision. So, you know, it's, 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 I can see what you're saying. Embarrassed. I was at first. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm I'm gonna be straight out, folks, and I'm not gonna lie to you. When I started using my cane, I was embarrassed. But you know what? Now, I'm proud of that cane. Yeah, but I'm you proud know, of that George, cane because one of the things that I want I want to mention to you is, uh, okay, um, so now that I can't see, which and I, I I advise visually impaired people, you know, you use a reader, use one of those, use uh, Jaws reads to you. Um, you, you know, we, we were talking about downloading Bart books. Um, you you don't need to I mean to to bring that book up to your face. You, you download it and let let it read it what, to what, you. What do you use, Hemant, to to read books or to read? Do you use software or do you just? How do you do it? It's kind of curiosity. I read a lot of books on the Bar Mobile application with the there Texas Talking Books. Yes, yes. yes the only problem with me is Monday. It is good and it's amazing. So far oh, this yeah. year, I think I've read like more than 50 books. It's like, <laughs> yes, ma'am. When, when I lost my sight, I thought that I was never going to be able to read again. And now, just 
they can't stop me. <laughs> yep. There we go. That's what I'm saying, folks. Just look out there. Look, you know, you've got your read. You've lost your vision. You're, oh, crap. What am I going to do now? Barb's, is it me and Mr. Bautista were doing it yesterday, trying to download uh, uh, the books. Folks, I tell you what, so you could get knowledge over knowledge. The only bad thing with me is I'm like a little kid. I started listening and I fall asleep. I wake up, it's like <laughs> chapter 10. I'm like, ah, oh, crap. I, I missed chapter nine chapters. But, <laughs> but um, Hema, <clears throat> so when it comes for you, you, know, you say you've been six years. How has it changed regarding uh, like, like dressing or, or going to, 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 to shop? Or even even dating, or communicating with people. How did that change for you since now that you your, your vision, you lost your vision? Uh, with dressing, it was it's not much of a challenge because you know we have color identifiers and if we organize uh, and we know what kind of clothes we have. And so I, I don't I don't see it like like something hard to get dressed. How do you do? Uh, do you do that like colors or um, like? Do you set it apart just so people are listening? That don't really have like a technique yet. But is there a way like you do it regarding like? Do you put your dress a certain like, or your clothes are certain like dark and then light and then how do you do it? Yes, I'm very organized. So I have in my drawers is one drawer for for the jeans, and then uh, you can also like on the label of the jean. If it's for example a black jean, you can cut. Uh, one of the edges of the label, and then oh, you know okay. that it's a black one. So, and you, and uh, you how, how about uh, and, uh, do you use the the that program, uh, George? Um, uh, did you oh, see me, see me, I see me, I or there's another one there. Be my eyes, be my be eyes. My eyes. Do you yes. use any of those? Yes, that is very helpful. I mean, I am. When I use Be My Eyes, uh, I use it most of the time to uh, turn on my oven. Oh, okay. When I okay. want to, to bake or something, yes. But you said there, you said something very, very, very uh, true, Miss Emma. You said, and I've done this, is that your your shirts or, or your pants or your you cut the, the labels or your tear. I, I have a favorite shirt I like, and I know I right away from the, the, the label, I know which shirt it is. And I'm not gonna lie. I'm 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 cheating too because my wife she she cited so I have a slight I'm cheating there. But the point is, yeah, you know I I could feel like for example the buttons on certain pants. Okay, these are my green pants. Or these. so use those little tricks, folks. Don't 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 sit there and like oh man, what am I gonna do? There's ways to do it, folks. There's ways. I have to... a I have a question for him, though, uh, George. Sure. Um, uh, you and I don't use it. Uh, thank God we don't, we don't use it. But how do you do your your makeup? Hey, I do makeup. Uh, I don't know. I just do it. <laughs> it's like we're women. We we find a way. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, I wonder how, how do women do their. their just, just yeah, give the, some right. of the people need to hear about that, or you know, some of the girls maybe are women that are uh, just turned, you know, went blind and they 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 want to look good and they they need to learn how to to do their makeup. You know. Yes, yeah, just just practicing, and of course, like we were saying before, we have a apps that can help with that like you can call one person uh in be mice and ask that my makeup does uh looks even and looks good so and they're very good on on telling you the truth okay yeah okay yeah, they are. yes like you know you do your hair like me I, I i don't have any hair but 
on purpose because see that's the thing Miss Emma you know I'm gonna mention this you know back in the day you know comb your hair that premier is very uh what's that word um uh you know we I wear how I looked what's that word I forgot what it is but anyway my you know comb my hair a certain way now that I lost my vision you know when I do I just every two weeks or every week I just I shave my head and I don't have to worry about cutting my hair or combing it. But how do you do it, Emma? Is there a certain pattern that you use or como? Uh, no, just like, it's just, you get used to it. It is, it is not hard. Like people think that it might be like the end of the world and you're not going to be able to do it again. No, no, no. But if you just keep doing what you, what you used to do before you lost your sight, you just go, um, move forward and then, you learn it and you do it the same way. I don't, I haven't noticed like a difference or nothing, to be honest. No, that's it. There's very good. That, how, about your, how about your cooking there? Their skill, cooking skills. How do you deal with that in the in the kitchen or, or do you cook anymore or do you? Oh, yes. Oh, that is my one of my challenges. Not because I can't cook or nothing, is because I have kids and they move everything around the kitchen. <laughs> I will say that is my biggest challenge, but no. Miss Emma, can I interrupt you there? Yes. Can I interrupt you there? It's funny you said that because we talked about it in the first show, folks. Look, <laughs> you, you know, that's why Mr. Bautista is laughing. Look, those who have spouses that are excited, I hope you're listening to this, okay? Or, or kids that are excited. You've got to understand that we are very, like Miss Emma said it earlier, she's very organized. There's a purpose for that. There's a reason to rhyme for that. Like me, I'm very organized. When I first met my wife, she would leave stuff on the table, like cups, like with water or milk. I would hit it, boom, and there it goes. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. And it's, no, it's okay. But I would tell her, that's why I like my stuff. Like if I leave my my uh, my uh, uh, charger on the table, leave it there. Don't pick it up, leave it there, because I want to come back, because I know I left it there. But if you move it, I'm like, oh, where is it? And those I'm saying, those who are listening that are excited, they have a spouse or kids that are vision impaired or blind. If they leave something there, leave it there. If there's something on the floor, move it. If you're going to open a drawer or a cabinet, tell us. Because one more time, my aunt, she is washing the, her, her, you know, the washing machine. She left the door down. Oh, so the washing machine, I walked in, boom, hit my chin. Like, whoo, that hurt. But the point is, you know, sighted people don't, don't realize this, that it's not a, a bad thing. Just got to let them know, educate them that, you know what? Like Mr. Bautista told me too, he goes in his kitchen and they move stuff. And it's very frustrating. Very frustrating because we're, we left this there for a reason, you know? It's like, you know, but what do you have to say about that, him, about moving stuff around in general, anywhere? It doesn't matter if it's a kitchen or living room. What do you tell general, people? Wherever. Anywhere. Just leave your stuff there, right? Yes, sometimes I have to, like I said, use be my eyes or even call my kids. Where did you put this? I left <laughs> it here. So I tell them all the time, I won't be calling you if you stop moving my stuff. And yeah, I, I cook everything. I um, people people ask me when they they see that I'm blind, and then they ask me, "Well, does your daughter cook for you, or does your daughter cook for the whole family, or things?" Like that? And I'm like, no. She's a teenager. She she has to be a teenager. I'm the mom here. I'm the one uh, in charge of cooking and everything. But yes, if you if you organize, it is possible. Um, and then like when you cut your let's say like for example when you cut um I'm just curious because I, I honestly I've always wanted to learn how to cook but I've, I've never have I'm not gonna lie to you I tell people if I cook 
three things are going to happen. One, I'm going to burn the place, burn myself, or burn the food. You know? Well, George, you're, you, you're the only person that I know that has, can burn water. <laughs> literally, literally. But, like, when you cook, um, like Mr. Bautista, he told me a technique about when you do your, how do you do your eggs, Mr. Bautista, you're telling me the bread? Uh, well, I, you know, I learned the technique from uh, from uh, one of the counselors who taught me, you know, to, to put, um, put a, a hole in the a bread, you know, butter it, put a hole in it, and then and then uh, drop the the um, of course put the the bread on uh, on, on the pan and then just uh, uh, crack the the egg right over the the hole and then you know with the spatula you'll be able to pick up the the, the bread and the the um, the egg flip it over and then you know till it's cooked and it's 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 an easy technique and it's you don't have to worry about where's the egg you know yeah what, what, what about you Ms. Hema? do you have a technique that you'd like to use uh, the, I think it will be the same one. There's also some uh, rims that they sell. You can buy them in Amazon, or it's a rim that you can put on the on the pan. Mm -hmm. and then uh, the the egg comes out perfectly rounded, like you know. Oh, yeah. really? Yes. And and, huh. and see, that's good to hear that, Hamel, because I didn't know that. I didn't know either. I didn't know that. See, there you go. Uh oh, see, folks, that's say that's something I learned something new. <laughs> so. Yeah. So I guess before we leave, Ms. Hema, Mr. Balsiso, is there any final words you want to give to our listeners? I personally just want to uh, uh, welcome them and, and hope that they'll be listening to, because we'll, we'll be presenting other uh, uh, issues regarding blindness. But I also want to uh, thank Hema for, for being here with us and, and uh, sharing with us. Uh, it's very difficult sometimes to share, um, you know, a, a defeat, so-called defeat but she's she's a real strong individual a very independent individual and that's what we want our our listeners to to become independent don't don't let people uh lead you by the hand and you know why you know why uh, folks especially those who are young unfortunately you know if you depend too much if, if you have too many enablers when you're young what's going to happen is Unfortunately, your parents or the person uh, that's helping you, they're going to pass away. They're going to pass away. It's part of life. And if you're not independent, you're going to be a world, a world of heat. And that's why, you know, it's very important, you know, let your kid, let your kid do it. Let them fall on their face, literally, or figuratively, and then help them up. You know, help them up, encourage them to, to, to be independent. And, you know, like I tell people, let's start easy. Start with easy stuff. Like, you know, tie your, tie your shoe. And then make your bed. And little by little, build on that. Take your dog out. Feed your dog. You know, little stuff like that. It's little by little, folks. And like my, my mom did that. When I was 18 years old, folks, she told me, I need to get out. I, for, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm like, oh, what a, oh, I was all upset. But I'm glad she did that. Because it made me independent. You know? And the thing is, so, you know, if you have kids that are, Kiddos that are visually impaired and blind, let them walk, let them be themselves. I know it's going to be scary, but you have to do that. You have to do that. And so, what can you say, Ms. Hema, when tell people that interact with you or anybody that's visually impaired? What's the main tip you could tell people? Uh, that don't be afraid. Don't don't let uh, fear paralyze you because that's what happened. Then you get stuck and then do nothing. Everything is possible. And I'm going to tell you a little story that I just to tell everybody. And uh, I think I'm going to be telling this story till the day I die. <laughs> it's okay. That's fine. <laughs> because it's, 
when I when I lost my sight, uh, I I drew a line, an imaginary line in front of me, and then I tagged myself as a. I said to myself, "Okay, this is everything I can be now, a blind woman." And the imaginary line that I that I draw in front of me, I I thought that that was the farthest I I could go. So when I start receiving my training, when I start receiving uh, orientation and mobility, when I start um, my technology classes, and I can tell you for sure, that line just disappear. It disappear, and now I know that everything is possible. And if Mister Bautista can do it, if George can do it, if I can do it, anyone can do it. Amen. There's no Amen limits. There's no limits. Mm-hmm. And there's, I mean, I know of an attorney that uh, that is blind. I know of a gentleman that graduated from UT Austin and USC as totally blind, and he had folks. This man, let me tell you this, folks. I'm, I won't say his name because you know, I don't know if he wants to re-release his name, but. He graduated from USC and Texas a- or UT Austin, okay? When he, back in the 70s, folks, he, had, uh, he was going to USC, and he had no cane. He went to a whole semester without a cane. He used his feet, his feet to navigate to campus, to go to his classes. I'm like, wow. If that was, just tell you what, I'm telling you what, that's like, and it's amazing. It's amazing that someone has that ability to do because we, like you said, you were fear. We limit ourselves. We limit ourselves sometimes, folks. You know, of course, don't put yourself in danger. Don't go, you know, I'm gonna run across that street. Maybe a car hits you. No, 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 no. Do you know? Do stuff that like you, you could do. Like me here at the house, I do stuff around the house, and people are like, "Wow, you could do it." Because why? Is it because I'm blind? You know, Mr. Bautista, he was a, an educator for 35 years, and why? Did you go blind when you were older? No, he was. He's always been blind. But that's what we say, folks. You know, we we need to. Go beyond our own fears. Don't let people put limits on us. When If we could do it, like iron. You know, when I was younger, my mom made me iron. And when I first met my wife, I was ironing. She was very surprised. Oh, wow, yes, normal. I'm not going to lie to you. I burnt myself. <laughs> it hurt it. <laughs> but I learned, don't put the... What about my mistake was I was kept putting the iron towards the end of the iron ironing board. So when I went to reach in my elbow, I t- would tap it. Now yeah. I, I burned my elbow. So guess what? I learned, don't put it there. Move it. So you, like Mahama says, you learn things. You, know, you learn all these things, you know, how to navigate you know, the challenges. Uh, but anyways, folks, thank you for listening. We're almost an hour here just talking. Great stuff, uh, Ms. Hema, Mr. Uh, Bautista. So Ms. Hema, before we leave, any last parting words? Um, thank you. Thank you for inviting me. And like I said before, don't be afraid and... Anyone can do it. Everything is possible. And remember that our blindness does not define us. It's just part of us. Amen. Amen to that. Mr. Bautista. That's it. Uh, I think you guys have done a great job. And um, looking forward to the next uh, uh, series that uh, we're going to be presenting to our listeners. And all I can say is don't eat too much. No, don't drink too much eggnog. Everyone, please have a safe, safe, safe uh, Yes, yeah, save them all for us. Yeah, right? <laughs> safe, and be safe, folks. If you don't have to travel, because uh, right now, unfortunately, with, with COVID, the numbers are soaring in all parts of the U.S. and the world. Uh, just be careful out there. You know, wash your hands, wear your mask. If you're not vaccinated, think about that. Okay, think about getting vaccinated, folks, because you know we don't want to 
we don't want to lose. We, me and Mr. Bautista, you probably have two him, but we've lost friends that due to COVID, I lost two family members. So just be out there safe. Uh, we'll probably be here back after the new year. Probably uh, January the 7th, I believe it's the Saturday, if I'm not mistaken. We'll be back with a new show. Start the new year on a good, on a good uh, point. And Mr. Bautista, Ms. Hema, thank you for being here. And you've been listening to No Vision Internet Radio. And we are on. Bye-bye. Hasta la vista. Dice Bautista. Thank <laughs> you.